Welcome, everyone, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. My name is Dave. Oh, fuck, man. Well, after last week, I am very happy to be talking about music once again. I'm literally still recovering from that (laughs) week. It gave me a chance to go back and enjoy some of the previous music from earlier in the year. Ah, okay. Well, until the brand new music came out. Oh, yes. And I am very excited to talk about new music tonight. I'm inclined to believe this is my favorite week so far doing the show. Oh, don't ruin it, Dave. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's good. And on that note, let's switch things around a little bit and go back and do some of our plugs now instead of waiting till the very end of the show. That sounds about right. Why don't you guys keep up the likes, keep up the shares. Ian still hasn't slept, I doubt it. I got... One hour of sleep because it was daylight savings time. So when the clock went back, I said, I can take one hour of sleep. Actually, I was listening to um, the Skinny with Mike and Adam this morning. They said they should change the the show name to uh, Ian Hates His Free Time. Yes, <laughs> except that would mean I love it. And I would if I had any of it. <laughs> yeah. But thank you, guys. <laughs> yep. Uh, everyone's impressed with the... Uh, At this point, three episodes, three to four episodes a week. So keep sharing those. Keep like, keep listening, tell friends. And Dave, you are absolutely correct. I have even more Ian Hates conversations on the horizon. I'm hoping that by the time people actually hear this, that there's another brand new one out right now. But I don't know if I should say (laughs) (laughs) But just be aware, there are plenty of really great ones coming out. As soon as there's actual time in the day, I will get them to you, plus even more on the way. So what else can you say? Yeah, Ian doesn't tell me these. I've had three people (laughs) this past week ask me, hey, do you know his next guest by chance? I don't know it. It's a surprise for me, too, and I don't want to ask. I want to be just as as surprised as you guys. Exactly. I've literally had it happen many times where if I tell someone before it comes out, it doesn't actually happen. Yeah, don't jinx it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know it's stupid, superstition, all that kind of bullshit, but it has actually been that way in the past. So just hold tight. I have an amazing one just about to come out. Hopefully it is out already, and this will all sound silly, but they are on their way, that's for sure. And don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they're calling it now, Stitcher, Google Play Music, any of those apps like Pocket Cast, stuff like that, and also SoundCloud. And it's all for free. Yeah, that's the best part. Free. Free is good. And then, of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates. Twitter and Instagram are at Ian Hates Podcast. I already announced on Twitter. Once I get to 6660 followers on Twitter, there will be a prize involved. And I'm getting much, much closer to that. So thank you all for that. The way I understand it, Ian just said if he gets to 666, he will get that dolphin tattoo we've been talking about. Or I'm going to release the picture of Emo Dave. Oh, he could. <laughs> he got that pretty hot on his phone today. Uh, he's been tempted to post it, I'm sure. It was better than getting sextings, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that covers everything, Dave. And we have... So much good music to talk about. Maybe not so much on the news front, 
But we'll get through that anyways, and then we'll get to what people really want to hear. So how about we get started? Let's go. All right. It seems like almost every single week we have something Nirvana and Kurt Cobain related. So why should this week be any different in scene news? Courtney and Francis Bean are trying to stop, I guess, extra photos of Kurt's death scene or the scene of his death, whatever you want to call it, from getting out to the public. And, you know, they're talking about emotional stress and, you know, having way more crazy fans come after them all the time. So they want to kind of stop it with an injunction or whatever. I understand that. I certainly do. I don't really want to see the pictures either. But I think after a certain amount of time, it does make sense, especially when there is a lot of controversy over how he passed away. Yeah, it's going to these pictures be released. This is going to start really taking off all over again, more TV shows, more press coverage. And it's got to get old at this point. Well, really, I guess it doesn't matter unless you want someone to come to justice for it. Yeah, I don't know. I will tell you, and I think people probably already know. I do think he was murdered. I don't think it was suicide. I read all the books. I read all the evidence. And to me, it doesn't line up that he would have the physical capacity to kill himself yeah. in that moment. That's the only reason I don't, you know, I don't subscribe to the whole conspiracy theory and all that kind of stuff. But I do think that he was murdered just based on evidence. So if these pictures do show something that would support that claim, I think it would be worth it. But also the police haven't followed up on it. So they're probably not going to show anything, which would then say, hey, why do we need these pictures? Ooh, maybe that's why they don't want the pictures to get out, Ian. Maybe oh, man. A, let's, let's start a new conspiracy right here. <laughs> maybe that's why they don't want them to get out. Let's be honest. I'm pretty sure that's not a new conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is why these photos can't come out. Well, look, I, I don't know. To each their own, I guess. You know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, he was a heroin addict and he just fucking killed himself because he couldn't handle fame, whatever. And that's possibly true. I just, based on reading the books, reading the evidence, I don't feel the same way. But also, I'm not like, hey, we need to bring his killer to justice. You know, like, I don't think that's something that's going to happen after all of these years. Yeah. And if anyone is really out of the loop, I'm not sure how they could be with this whole conspiracy and what really went down. It is pretty interesting. I suggest maybe I, I listened to about a six hour podcast on it once. Um, uh. It really filled me in. So, and you said you'd read the book. Um, books. Do it, I mean, it, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Multiple books. Also a couple of the documentaries. There's some interesting stuff. It's yeah. probably it's frustrating. Yeah. It's probably some fake stuff too. Obviously a lot of conspiracy theories, people are just looking to talk about stuff. So who knows, but In general, I think it's interesting enough, but I understand where Courtney and Francis Bean are coming from. Definitely. So next up, there's an emo movie because that's the hot new thing right now. (sighs) And it's coming up pretty soon. There's a soundtrack featuring songs from John Nolan of Taking Back Sunday, I think, as everyone would probably know, and Ryan Hunter of Envy on the Coast, even more on the soundtrack. But I watched the trailer, and it's... Mm -hmm. It's called Romance (laughs) in the Digital Age. 
And I guess it's yeah. about an emo band that was big at the time and then broke up for unexplained reasons. And then now they're being offered, because of the whole nostalgia thing, they're being offered to get back together for a very large sum of money. Yeah, this is this is we're watching a train wreck right in front of us. The actual movie? <laughs> well, this entire ordeal, article, soundtrack, everything about this, oh, it was painful. The song I listened to with it was cringeworthy. It really yeah. was. It was called P.S. Whatever. Yep. And it's on the fake band, which is called Autumn to August, which, by the way, is a pretty damn good emo name. I'll give them that. Oh, definitely. That's a damn yeah. good emo name. But, yep. yeah, the song didn't have the right vocalist for it. It <laughs> was kind of what you would expect from an emo song, you know, especially if it was back in like 2000s or whatever. It makes perfect sense, but wrong vocalist to pull it off. I could easily have seen a good vocalist making that a good song, but that was not the right way to do it. And then I hate putting down the movie because just an indie movie, but it looks like someone just shot it on a camcorder. I don't know if it's supposed to be found footage, but that's how bad it looks. So, Yeah, this was filmed with with a potato. This is bad. You like to say that a lot. (laughs) Yeah, When it's potato quality, I'll let you know. I can't wait to have the Ian Hates Potatoes shirt yeah. that we're going to make for merch. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe the movie will be okay. I just, not from that trailer, I didn't laugh a single time. It's supposed to be a comedy, so. Yeah. Next up, Bad Wolves signed with Eleven Seven Music, and their debut album is coming out in 2018, and we're going to be talking about a brand new track in New Songs. Yes, which I am excited for. Me too, man. I really like that track, but we'll get to that. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, Dave. Oh boy. Today is my favorite day. Oh, I knew it would be. I checked to see their schedule. I know where they're going. (laughs) The day I've waited for has finally come up. I set my friends on fire, have announced their 10-year anniversary tour. Uh Uh-huh. It is the 10-year anniversary tour for You Can't Spell Slaughter Without Laughter. And they're playing the record in its fucking entirety. Oh, did you purchase a ticket? I am looking right now at the list, and I'm not sure if I'm on there. Hold on. Oh, you're going to be driving for this one, buddy. Oh, yeah. They learned their lesson. Don't come to Boston. (laughs) (laughs) But Ian being such a dedicated fan. I am a huge Mungus fan. He's playing a bit of a road trip. We're going to do the Ian Hates Music I set my friends on fire tour (laughs) where we just hit every single venue. And every time we're there, we just tell them to stop making music. (laughs) When did they start? Well, hey, I love it. That's great. (laughs) When that album came out, it was unique. It definitely was. It was just two kids programming shit, playing guitars, kind of. Not really, actually. Yeah, what am I saying? I, they barely played instruments. And then auto-tuning their terrible screaming. That's what they were doing. Yep. And for that, it was completely fine because you were like, oh, wow, you don't have to be this huge band that's practiced and learn instruments and learns how to do things musically. You can just get together with your buddy and just yell at things and place it in a computer and become famous like them. Yes, I'm pretty happy. I I feel that age is dying off where we're starting to recognize talent. I think so too. This is 
Yeah, this is the beginning, really, of that scene phase, you might call it, um, where you could shit in a microphone and put it on and maybe make some money. They got pretty big for a while. They did. Are they still the biggest band on that label? On Tragic Tragic Hero? Hero? No, I don't think so. I think they have the most followers or the most... I don't know if I can call them followers anymore. (laughs) Um, Bot purchase likes? Allegedly. Yeah, I think they have the most, which is a scary thought. Well, and we talked about this when it happened. I think that's why Tragic Hero picked them up. Oh, yeah. Because why else would you? I mean, let's be completely honest about this. This band lied for years and years and years. All they did was tease an album over and over again for years and years and years. Astral Rejection or whatever came out and was a huge flop after they consistently changed it and changed it, the other founding member of the band left the band very, very early. It's not like he's returning. It's just that one guy that continues to lie and lie and lie about two new albums coming out, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. It's all bullshit. Their album was supposed to come out already. Like I feel bad for Tragic Hero in that way. Like I hope they didn't put any money behind these guys because if anything, it's my opinion, and this is a satire show, but I imagine that they just swindle everybody. Yeah, I hope there's no money involved in this. Uh, <laughs> by the look, I think I watched a video of their like, I don't know, it was like a tour video, a documentary. It doesn't look like they're pulling in the cash right now. So. Oh no, absolutely not. It's tough to consistently do well when you're untalented. Yes. And really, there's no joke there. They are just like the joke is them. Yeah, I would I would say the only thing I don't know if I even call it talented. I think it's the amount of drugs used for these lyrics and this Allegedly. album art. <laughs> <laughs> I would I was going to say like the artworks. Usually I stare at it for a while, but I just think someone's possibly high on something. <laughs> possibly. Allegedly. Yes. The thing about them is they're easy targets, and they always kind of have been. So good for them for continuing on. Like the one left, so I have no idea what he's doing. (laughs) But I have seen them live. I've seen them live multiple times, and they're one of the worst bands live ever. Their music is some of the worst ever. There's a couple tracks every once in a while from that first album that they're going to tour with. But just what I have to let everyone know is unless he's been practicing for the last two years or whatever, and he's really good at what he does now, be prepared for one of the worst shows you will ever see in your life. Like, don't ever mistake that for anything. It's going to be really bad. You won't even be able to sing along with the songs because he can't, and he'll just mumble and grumble the entire time. You'll have no idea what song they're on because they can't play their instruments and they can't even, they can't even compose the music anymore. So would you say this is a potato band? I don't know if I want to start that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I want that to be a saying. (laughs) But no, all I hope is that Tragic Hero did not put a ton of money behind them. We can only hope. They'll just continue. They have to have it written in the contract that if the album doesn't (laughs) come out without a certain... Like, they have to because they already said it was going to come out. It's already been delayed. There's been quote-unquote production issues. Yeah. And it's not on any of the sites for this year. And it was supposed to come out already. Yeah, I'm not 
I'm not too upset over that either. So no, I'm just <laughs> I'm surprised more people yeah. haven't brought it up. Unless it's just a a scene thing that I'm not even supposed to be talking about. If that's just the given thing that everyone knows already, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. All right, so here's another story that we didn't bring up before when the first account came out because we were waiting to hear from both parties and to really see what was going on. And the story I'm alluding to is the one about Crystal Castles. Yes, this one was a a touchy one, you might say. And I don't know Crystal Castles. I had to look at their music. It's not my thing. I don't even think they're a scene band. Really, this is like far, far, far in the corner scene, if anything. It doesn't take away from the issues that are occurring, but this was never my style of music or anything. But apparently, Alice Glass either left the band or was fired from the band. She's starting her own new music venture, and apparently she used to date Ethan Kath. K-A-T-H is how you spell it. Kath, I think. And she had a long post that she put out about how he would emotionally abuse her i'm not sure if it went physical but it was at least like emotional abuse throughout their career they were in a relationship at one point i think as well and she was inspired by all the people all the courageous women that are coming out recently and saying hey i got sexually abused because of this or at this time so she wanted to share her story now because of this the remaining crystal castles had to cancel a huge tour Obviously, he's being affected or she. I don't even know. I don't know if it's a he or a she because I don't follow the band. Yeah. But I think it's a he. Ethan Kath mm-hmm. now is counter... Or I guess she wasn't suing, so it's not countersuing. But now yeah. he is suing her for defamation. And I think it's upwards of like $300,000. Mm-hmm. And his statement is pretty damn clear. He goes... Alice and I had a long, ongoing relationship, both personal and professional, when she suddenly left Crystal Castles to handle her mental health and substance abuse issues. I fully supported her. I will continue to support her quest to wellness, but I can't support extortion, false claims, and accusations put forth after the band attained new success without her. False allegations take away voices from true victims, and that's what saddens me the most about all of this. And that's a... Very, very strong statement. So I'm not saying I agree with that statement. I'm not saying I disagree with her statement. It's just lately you've seen a lot of these allegations where people do not fight back. And that often leads people to know or at least to assume that the person who's not fighting back is guilty. This person is fighting back. Yeah, which, like you said, this is coming out more and more as of recent. So... Maybe this will be uh, the new plan of action when something like this unfolds. It really sucks if that person is guilty and they're just trying to drag them through the court system or something. That's true. And that could possibly be happening here. Who knows? But if it's truthful, then this is the way to go. Because if she was lying before, because how do you prove that? I think that's an issue that a lot of people are dealing with. You just judge in the public entertainment court of law that that person's right and that person is incorrect. Where is the proof to know if someone verbally abused you? Dave, I thought that's what a relationship was. Yeah. I mean, like, (laughs) if that is not what's supposed to happen in a relationship, then I have a lot of lives to ruin by telling a (laughs) ton of stories on Ian Hates Love, all right? (laughs) 
Like I thought when you were in a relationship, that was always verbal abuse. And then when you were single, you verbally abuse yourself because you're single. <laughs> Is that not how it works, Maybe. Dave? It could be. I'm not sure how you guys do it over there in Boston. But. <laughs> oh, you don't want to know how we do it here in Boston. I don't want to know. Because I am not a Bostonian. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, On that note, we'll, we'll never probably bring it up again, but I'm starting to notice when, we, uh, when I go back to listen to old shows, the only word I can tell that you're from Boston is the word show. <laughs> show? Like that? It's the word show. I don't know why. Well, by the way, I'm you. nowhere near from Boston. I have an accent on the word show, man. Show? <laughs> show? Yeah. I'm going to say show. You do. All right. Is it true, people? <laughs> people listening. Is it true? Show. Show. <laughs> show. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not from Boston. So, look. We'll see, you know, what more comes out of this and everything. But it's very hard to tell. How do you take sides on this when you don't have any proof either way? Yeah, this is just going to drag some names through the mud, probably. I'm not sure if I'll be on anyone's side by the, by the end of this one. And maybe that's the way to be. Maybe this is all yeah. just personal stuff that they have to deal with, you know. And I'm completely fine with that. I would rather have no stories about this kind of stuff ever. Yeah, we've had too many. <laughs> that is for sure. And we're not even talking about Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> All right, changing to some better news here. We have a couple of charity things. Linkin Park has recently talked about their brand new nonprofit. It's a music for relief. And what is it called, Dave? One More Light Fund. And they're going to be working on solar suitcases or yeah. solar electricity kits, I guess is what you want to call them. It's to help remote clinics that don't have natural electricity. Yeah, which is really cool. I mean, it is very cool. They're doing something right. So, and then they're also going to be helping with families coping and struggling with mental and emotional issues and struggles as well. Yep, it's a good good uh, note to uh, get off of our previous story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We got to talk about some good stuff, right? Oh yeah, have to. On another good note, there's an auction going on right now. To help Andrew McMahon's Dear Jack Foundation. It's to raise voices against adolescent and adult cancers. Yep, another good story. Panda Disco and Fallout Boy just uh, auctioning off merch, I guess. Eh, it's a little bit more than that. There's like an experience and there's a bunch of stuff. I mean, it's nothing I would ever purchase. But there's like an autographed something corporate guitar. And there's an autographed OAR guitar. You know, there's like lots of different stuff. It's just not any of my style of music. But I'm hoping that obviously they go pretty high so that they get more money. Yeah, I would imagine with names like that, it'll go pretty high. So You would think. Yep. Next up, we have the Welcome to Rockville Rock Show. And now I had never heard of this before. Dave, have you ever heard of it? I have not. It just came up recently on my news feed and now I'm filled in on the information. Yes, it is April 27th, 28th, and 29th in 2018. It's taking place in Jacksonville, Florida. So three days. And it's going to feature bands like Ozzy Osbourne, Godsmack, Event Sevenfold, Breaking Benjamin, Foo Fighters, Queens of the Stone Age, The U's, Parkway Drive, Under Oath, Atreyu, Black Veil Brides, Asking Alexandria, Hollywood and Dead. The list goes on and on and on. I'm saying this right now, Rockville, invite Ian Hates music out there. You saw what I did at So What last year in Dallas. Let's do it again, baby. 
I'll take an invite too, I guess. I'll go there and uh <laughs> Well, you have to do what Jackson did then, which is yeah. make sure all the stuff is set up and help me find a small corner where we won't get disturbed and then watch <laughs> out and be security and get me alcohol. Jackson was the fucking best that whole weekend. <laughs> and now some troubling friend of the show news. Broadside has canceled their entire headlining tour. And this was a really big tour. Yeah, this is terrible news. They were going out with all Victory Records bands. They were going out with Carousel Kings, For the Win, We Are Sharks. Like That was going to be a great tour. They weren't coming up close to where I was, unfortunately. But now they're not going anywhere. Apparently, the statement was kind of... I don't know, it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. They were coming to Columbus, too. I had it down on my phone, so that means I was interested in going. So when this came about, I was pretty let down. I think it was at a cool venue, too. Yeah, man, I think a lot of people were let down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think one of the major... There was a whole statement made by Broadside, but I think one of the big ones to look at is it says, sometimes rapid progression can cause intense self-reflection. Ugh. Yeah, that's very strange. Now, I know... In the past, there's been dealings with a lot of really crazy, you know, family stuff with stuff going on in their personal lives. You know, that's where old bones came from. You know, totally understand that. I wonder if this shot to fame has been almost too much, maybe. It could be. I'd be curious to know how well their, I was I wouldn't say new sound, their refined sound is with, a, with their um, touring crowds. If, if, if it's drawing in a bigger crowd or not. I mean, I guess this could have been canceled due to low ticket sales. I mean, there's a possibility of that, but I wouldn't have gone there, though, because when I saw them do this with the new album live, it actually went over really well. So I don't know if it's something else altogether. They say they're not breaking up, that they will be back in 2018. But what I hadn't read before was they actually lost their other guitarist because I had Dorian on the show. But their yeah. other guitarists left the band in October. Yeah, there's there's probably some type of feud going in there. And I also wouldn't be surprised if there's something with the label. I know Victory isn't exactly um a uh, stand up label anymore. Well, <laughs> I don't know if it ever was. No, I think that's the tough part. So yeah. I think Victory does right by a lot of their artists just from actually talking personally with those artists and knowing that Victory does a good job by them. It's just a question of, I know they've had a reputation in the past. I think everyone in the scene knows that. Yeah, and it was a Victory Records tour, so... Right, and that's the thing. I don't know if something else behind the scenes might have happened, but it wasn't like For the Win and Carousel Kings and anyone else came out and was like, fuck these guys, like this happened, or you know what I mean? Plus, For the Win just signed with them, and so did We Are Sharks. Yep, I know For the Win, they're label dispute or whatever they had before this was a complete and total fucking mess so i'm glad to see they finally came out that album and i wish i could have seen them on this tour yeah well for the win i was supposed to have them on the show back when i think they were with artery and then all of a sudden they were like oh no we can't because of all this stuff going on i got to hear the album probably like three or four months before it came out and I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it when it came out with Victory, and we were supposed to set up something then, too, and that didn't happen. So I'm not exactly sure. I had trouble pointing the finger at Victory, though, without knowing the backstory of all this. Yeah, I, I don't even know if we'll ever, ever find out the backstory. Oh, we'll find it out. <laughs> and last up, in more Friend of the Show news, Alice Santa 
has been blowing up the internet, Dave. I don't know. Did you see this? Yeah, I've seen a couple of their live feeds too. Yeah, it's really interesting. They're promoting or teasing something called Origins, and it's coming out on Black Friday right after Thanksgiving. And today, you know, by the time people hear this, today they had put out their first kind of shot of what it might be. And at least right now we know that it comes with an engraved box. And I know that sounds yeah. kind of funny. I wish I could, you know, oh. it's not a visual medium here, so I can't show you. But it looks fucking awesome. So go check out. Yeah, you got to go to their, their social media and check that out. Because look, what I say to Alisana is, take my money, please. Yeah. <laughs> because I will buy everything they've ever done. So it yep. doesn't really matter to me. But apparently this is going to be something that bands just don't do. Like this is going to be a game changer. So I don't know what it is. My original thought, and everyone has a theory on the internet, obviously. My original thought is they're using the same backdrop as their first album. Okay. So what I'm yeah. thinking possibly, at least one part of it anyways, is that maybe they've either reimagined or redone their first album, just like Ice Nine Kills did with Safe is Just a Shadow. Yeah, and I would be... That's like one of the first times I'll be excited for like a reimagined in my entire life. Well, right. right. <laughs> but I have a feeling that I have just made a rather pedestrian guess. Like, I think it's something even bigger than that. It could be, um, with the, especially with the name Origins and using an old backdrop. It's got to be something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, they've released some footage that makes it seem like it's a documentary, but other bands have done docs before. So if they're yeah. making this like this is something you've never experienced before, then it has to be something even greater than that. Either way, even if it was, quote unquote, just a doc, I would still be yeah. on board for it. Even if it was just a reimagining of that album, I would still be on board. Either way, <laughs> it doesn't matter to me. It's just interesting that they're trying something so different right now. Yep, might as well try something. I love stuff like that, man. Yeah, cool, cool, like... That engraved box or whatever. I like unique merch items like that. Exactly. All right, Dave. Well, that is the end of our weird news segment. <laughs> <laughs> we were all over the place there. So why don't we go ahead and get to new songs? Let's go. You know what time it is. It's new song time, and we're going to begin tonight with Icarus the Owl, Coma Dreams, off their upcoming album. Now, this is kind of tough, so I'm going to work through it. Rearm Circuits. Rearm Circuits. Sounds so weird to me. But anyways, that comes out December 1st on Blue Swan Records. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Drug Church with Weed Pin, and this is on Pure Noise Records. Let's take a listen. Yes. 
Next up, we have Black Veil Brides, When They Call My Name, off the new album Veil, which comes out January 12th, 2018 on Lava Records. Let's take a listen. And now I think this is Escape the Fate. I'm not exactly sure, but it's a new track called Empire. And the new album, I Am Human, comes out February 16th on 11.7 Music. Let's take a listen. Now we've got Turnstile, Real Thing. Their upcoming debut album titled TBA comes out on Roadrunner Records in the winter of 2018. Holy fuck, why am I even playing this? (laughs) Anyways, let's take a listen. Next up, I never know if I'm saying this right, Chase Huglin with Pills. This is the full album version. Let's take a listen. Now we have Ghost Atlas, Night Drive, the new album All Is In Sync and There's Nothing Left To Sing About comes out November 17th. Let's take a listen. Walk away, away, opens up the wall and saw the tape, the 
Next up, we have Entheos, Inverted Earth 1. The new album Dark Future comes out November 10th on Spine Farm Records. Let's take a listen. Now we have the new one from The Fever 333, Walking in My Shoes. And now the new one from Noble, here's 81. Now the new one from Zealous, this is Say What You Mean. And last up, we have Bad Wolves, Toast to the Ghost. Their debut album comes out spring 2018 on 11.7 Music. Let's take a listen. All right, Dave, we just heard a bunch of new songs for this week. What are your thoughts? Oh, where do I start here? Um, I'm more 
getting more and more excited for the Ghost Atlas album. Yep. Um, Agreed. That's a damn good song and a damn good video. Um, Jesse Cash, I want to say, is the uh, the artist behind this one. So he's also the clean vocalist of Error. I know we've said that a couple times, but if you discover Ghost Atlas, you should definitely look at look at uh, Era. Oh X-Era. gosh, let me ask you about Escape the Fate. Oh man, um, <laughs> you put me on the spot there, Dave. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Escape the Fate. Uh, yeah. I swear to you, when I heard it, I thought it was a reimagining of the song Royals by Lord. <laughs> and I think that now that I've said that, if anyone goes back and listens to that track, you will hear it as well. Yeah, you will. He, he, he told me and I went back to listen and it does. I don't know if this is a good direction for them. <laughs> no. <laughs> it is not. They're kind of being different. You know, if you want to put it that way, they are being different than some metalcore scene bands, I guess. So yeah. that is something. But I did not like that whatsoever. No, that that I don't know what genre that would fall under, but it's not one I want to be a part of. Trash. Yeah, the trash. <laughs> trash core. Trash core. It's their worst single ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, any other standouts for you? I actually liked a lot. And I know here's my turn to be in the barrel. I like uh-huh. the new Black Veil Brides. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I just like it. So I, I was fine with that. I liked pretty much everything, I would say. I was a big fan of what Noble was doing. Anything with In Fear and Faith, I like. Oh, definitely. Do you think we're getting an album out of them? I think so. I know there's no news right now, but I think so. But I love the way, like the way that unclean vocal broke. Yeah. Like every time he did that, it was so unique. I think every one of their singles, every one of the singles have been really unique in their own way. Yeah, I agree. And then I thought Zealous did a good job. I've never heard of them before. I like that track. The new Bad Wolves, as we had mentioned before. I think they're going in exactly the right direction they need to. Yeah, unlike Escape the Fate. <laughs> well, look, a lot of people really like that track, so I think they're still going to do well. Yeah, and if you guys look at the um, lead singer, I forget his name already. Craig Mabbitt? Uh, not Craig Mabbitt. Um, what's, I sent you the uh, post. TJ Bell is not their vocalist, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's his name? TJ? TJ Bell, right? Yeah. So TJ on his... um. Instagram, if you scroll through his comments, people were sh- just shitting on the song. And he commented back saying he also disliked the song, <laughs> but the <laughs> label liked it. <laughs> hey, at least he's honest. I don't know. Were there any guitars in the song? <laughs> That's why he dislikes it. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, man, I thought it was a good crop of new songs. Yeah. I just really didn't have much else to say. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But you know why? It's because we have so much to talk about <laughs> in the next segment. So, yes, we do. Why don't we get to our favorite part of the show? Fuck. Yeah, Dave. Thank fuck. It is time. <laughs> a good album review. <laughs> That's right. It is time for our favorite part of the show. This is album reviews 
So let's start this off right away because we have a lot to get to. Very similar to last week in the amount, just mm-hmm. not similar in how we are going to talk about them. Yes. Quality is the difference between this week and last week. It's quality and quantity. Yes, it is. Look at that. All right. So we start off with Lilac Kings, What Brings Us Back EP on We Are Triumphant Records. This is an alternative ambient indie rock band, I would say. I thought they had good vocals. I think it sounded the best when he was at that higher register. Yep. Like I especially enjoyed it in a track like For When You're Dreaming. I was about to say, this band and moments like from For When You're Dreaming is by far my favorite song on the album. Yeah. Um, it sounds so much like picturesque in a oh, little I can bit see of that. a twist way. Sure. I, I love that song. Yeah, man. And there's technical guitar work. Overall, this is a really good release. It's just, I think, in general, you'd have to be in the mood to listen to something like this. Yeah. I can listen to like two tracks, no matter like what mood I'm in. But the other ones, they fell a little bit more flat for me. Um, I think the other song was Answer Me. Sure. Yeah, I- I'm excited. I mean, there's only seven tracks. I'm sure they'll have more if this is a, is a success, and it should be. Yeah, I think this puts them on the map a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, I'm not really familiar with that label as much, so we'll see where it takes them. Yeah, We Are Triumphant has some good bands. All right, well, I think we're in agreement. Let's take a listen to For When You're Dreaming. So once again, Lilac Kings, what brings us back EP on We Are Triumphant Records. Next up, we have Converge, The Dusk in Us on Epitaph Records. This is hardcore metal. These are veterans who've been around since 1990. This is their ninth, count them, nine studio albums. And yeah, man, I'm a big fan of this now. I know this might not be exactly your style, but what I like about Converge is Converge doesn't sound like anyone. Yeah. Everyone else sounds like Converge. Yeah, I was about to make a comparison for some reason. I always think of counterparts. Okay. In a way. But then I, then you said this band's from the 90s, and I just must not like hardcore bands from the 90s. I, I don't think know so. What else to say. <laughs> I think you are not aware of your hardcore bands from the 90s. I know. But I was a big fan because. They did whatever they wanted on this album because it'll go from insanely fast and then they'll just drop pace and then there'll be the really harsh vocals and then they'll bring it back. Like the title track is so completely different than anything you would think Converge would do. And then production value wise, this album is done phenomenally. Yeah, the quality is awesome. But yeah, man, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's all over the place. That song I just mentioned is over seven minutes long. There's epicness to it. It's just all over the map. And I think that's the point is when you listen to Converge, you don't think 
that every track sounds the same. There's no bleed through this album. Yeah, I mean, I did appreciate I could tell from song to song, and I could even point out song um, titles, <laughs> which is usually a hard thing to do in hardcore music. So I appreciated that. Yeah, man. Look, it's fast and frantic to slow down, build anticipation. Everything is done really crisp. I really enjoyed it. I wasn't exactly sure when I heard some of the random singles how I was going to feel mm -hmm. about it. But when I heard it as a full, completed work, I understand why they should be at the top of the metal game. Like I understand why bands look to them all the time. It just makes sense. Have you seen them live? I actually haven't. I bet it'd be wild. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little disappointed in that. Hopefully sometime. It's funny because they are technically a Boston band or a Massachusetts band. Uh -huh. But like I said, I'm not from Boston, so <laughs> it does happen. I think we go outside the box and we play The Dusk in Us. So once again, that's Converge, The Dusk in Us on Epitaph Records. Now we have Anti-Flag, American Fall on Spine Farm Records. This is a punk, pop-punk album. This is their 10th, count them, 10 studio albums. Once again, they are very political, but it's old school. And it's really, it's an, it's an Anti-Flag album. Yeah. You're going to think I'm going to shit on this, aren't you? Oh, no. Nope, I'm not. <laughs> I <laughs> I didn't want to like it. I was stubborn. But then I'm like, <laughs> fuck, I, I, I kind of enjoy this. Um, I kept it on my phone. And it'll stay there until proven otherwise. But um, <laughs> what proof would you? I didn't like many of the other <laughs> anti-flag albums as much as this one, I'd say. Oh, that's understandable. Like the first four tracks are very pop punk almost. Um, yeah. And I enjoyed them more than most pop punk we've had this year. Well, you're anti a lot of pop punk too, so. I know. I've been hard on it this year. You absolutely have. But yeah, man, it, look, it's fun politics. I would rather listen to this and go out to protest than listen to Straight From The Path and go out and protest. Yeah, this feels like more of a, like an actual protest. Straight From The Path feels like I'm about to go blow some shit up. Right, right. And I don't mind that sometimes, for sure. But there's something <laughs> a little bit more with the catchiness and the melody in this punk because yeah. we don't get a whole lot of, like, I know there's some mix of pop punk in here, but this is really, like, classic punk, and we don't often cover that on the show. No, not often. Like, I was expecting it to be a political, like, it is political, but I've been, I was so over politics recently. Um, that I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to listen to it all over again, this album. I'm going to blame it on Ian. Ian's making me listen to it. <laughs> Everything's my fault. But I liked it. Um, it wasn't near, didn't feel near as political as what I thought it would. Yeah, because you can mask it as something else if you want to. Yeah. Like, there's only a couple of tracks on there like racist and stuff that you're not going to be able to change the meaning of it. But in most cases, you can change it almost to relationships if you wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, man, all right. Well, I was going to choose 
finish what we started as the track. Okay. But do you have something else? Uh, that one's good. I'd go with that one. All right, let's do it. So once again, that's Anti-Flag, American Fall on Spine Farm Records. Next up, we have Moonfall, Empty KGP on Outer Loop Records. I would say this is a pop rock slash alternative rock band. And I hear a mix of 30 Seconds to Mars and Fall Out Boy. Yeah, and I don't know if I even call it the bad Fall Out Boy. Right. Um, the, by the album artwork, when I downloaded it, I'm like, oh shit. It's gonna be like a death core. <laughs> it just doesn't. It doesn't line up with what I'm hearing. Like gotcha. I, I expected different, and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I listened to the full thing over and over again. So nice, man. I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, it's six tracks, so it's kind of just giving you the intro to the band, really. And I think they did a really great job of texture and layering things. And there's really good production here. So it's like I wouldn't necessarily seek this out all the time. But this is something I certainly wouldn't turn off. And if you like that kind of mellow-ish rock, you know, no unclean vocals, you know, you can bob your head and really enjoy yourself a little bit, like that's this band. So there's really nothing wrong with it. I think just make sure you know, just like you said, this isn't a deathcore band. This isn't even old 30 Seconds to Mars where there's like unclean vocals. It's not that style. It's more their newer style mixed in. But it's an interesting listen, and it's certainly not bad by any means. No, not at all. I did find they had a they had a different EP come out in 2015, which I'm kind of interested to go back and listen to now too. I, I would suggest this to anyone who's not into heavy music, but likes, like you said, a rock album. Right. What track would you recommend? My favorite was um, track five, "Empty Cage." Will do. That was a very soft song. People are not going to be happy about that. <laughs> oh, well, deal with it. So once yeah, again... Don't make us play Encoder again. That's right. So once again, that's Moonfall, Empty KGP on Outer Loop Records. Next up, Synapses Firing, I've Grown Cold, and this is an independent release. This is 
straight up rock, driving distorted guitars. I got a chance to listen to this early, and I really enjoyed my listens to this. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was definitely a rock album or EP, I should say. And then catch me that much. Uh, maybe a couple more listens. Like your listeners are starting to understand that we had a whole bunch of really, really good music this week. So if this would have came out last week, fair. I probably know. <laughs> if, if I would have heard like this last week, I would have played it more and I would have maybe picked out a favorite a little bit easier than what I did. But it wasn't. It wasn't bad. I I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shit on this one. Um, do you have a favorite track out of it? Ooh, well, hold on. I'm not artwork. I will say I'm not done talking about <laughs> this. Uh, so I enjoyed it. I'm surprised you feel that way. I know you were getting to certain albums this week for sure, and maybe it is because I got so many more listens to this than yeah. you did. But I did recommend it to people really early to make sure to check this one out because this is the kind of straight up rock that I like. This mm-hmm. is, like, to me, if you gave me the choice between this and Moonfall, I'm going to take this every day. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I look at it. So, yeah, like I said, driving distorted guitars, I thought they were really good at creating an atmosphere. I thought the vocal oh, delivery yeah. especially has that kind of deftone slash smashing pumpkins type of feel to it. Now, obviously, without the unclean vocals, but just uh-huh. the feeling in general and the way that it's delivered. So I enjoyed that for sure. And really, they only had one slow song, which I would consider it to be Castaway. Yeah. With a song titled Castaway, I think I should. Sometimes you can just call out which one's going to be the soft song. That one, that one was definitely it. <laughs> I have never done that before. I will oh, challenge you. Almost every time. That's a challenge then. From now on, right. I am going to ask you, <laughs> before you listen to an album, what song is a slow song and what song's not? All right? All right. I like it. New bit. We already got a new bit. That's great. <laughs> but really, I could imagine, you know, taking a long drive at night and just rocking out to this. I could see them playing in a small dive bar in New York City. Isn't it spot on what you're explaining right now? The album artwork is exactly what you're saying. They did such a good job with it. Yeah, that. it seeped into my memory, apparently. Yep. <laughs> but no, man, I would really enjoy that. Like seeing them live at a dive bar or something, just really rocking out and enjoying myself. I don't know. I like this kind of thing. I like straight up rock sometimes. I don't need all the bells and whistles and stuff. I just like guitars, distortion, and just belting out a song, you know? Yeah. I, w- I would say I'm right in the middle of the road with it. I-, I-, I wouldn't say it's my favorite, and I definitely didn't dislike it. So maybe more time. It's understandable, man. I think I felt the same way, honestly, about Converge after a while, too. A little bit more time would have done me good. Well, you can go back. Oh, I'm going to. (laughs) I didn't erase it yet. Oh, see, that's the Dave stamp of approval. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's take a listen to The Road. Stones that 
So once again, Synapses Firing, I've Grown Cold, and it's an independent release. Next up, we have Friend of the Show, Sleep On It, Overexposed on Equal Vision Records. This is melodic pop punk. Like I said, they are a friend of the show, and this is their very first full-length album. Yes, and they do a damn good job. You don't seem that enthused, Dave. Where's where's the no. enthusiasm? Where do things go? No, there's enthusiasm behind this because there's not many pop punk's albums I like. And I would say Sleep On It. What was the band we talked about the other week and the guitarist liked our music? I still have The it. guitarist liked our music? Yeah, he, he commented about it. He commented um, about our music? The music <laughs> yeah. that you and I make? <laughs> uh, You're talking about Rival Town? Rival Town. Yeah. So Sleep On It, Rival Town, and Grayscale are really the only pop punk I've really been into this year. Look, we're going to so, have our end of the year pop punk you know, debate. <laughs> if you want to say that. We'll have our pop punk punch out. Something like that. <laughs> I'll figure out a good name at some point. But yes, I mean, you already said someone on that list that I don't care about. So we will have Uh-oh. a conversation about this for sure. But so... <laughs> Tell me about Sleep On It. Tell me about your feelings. Every song felt like I could pick out melodies in different songs and there wouldn't feel like the replayed pop punk vibe on every single song. There was a, a couple slower ones. There was, they featured, um, is it Derek from State Champs? Yep. Um, we played that on the show so That was before. pretty cool to see. Yeah, we did a couple of the singles leading up to this. We had a very good feeling about everything just from the singles themselves. And I don't think that this disappoints at all. I would, no, not at all. I would probably, when we have our pop punk discussion at the end of the year, I will probably break it up based on full length releases and EPs because I don't think sometimes that's fair to compare the two of them. Yeah. Right now, this would be my favorite full length pop punk release of this year. Yeah, and I think if Rival Town had a full length, it would compare to this. But now you're giving away the entire discussion that we're going to be having. <laughs> <laughs> But look, the end of the year show is going to be a long one, folks. And it's going to be amazing because it always is. (laughs) But here's the deal, though, too, with Sleep On It. They're extremely melodic. They're catchy. And I like that. Like, Zach does not have the quote unquote normal pop punk vocal style. So I enjoy hearing this type. I like the idea of a melodic pop punk band. It just works really well. And he's right where he needs to be vocal wise so for him to make this statement with this album is great for him and the band in general yeah like you mentioned his uh vocal style is definitely different from any pop punk vocalist and i kind of i could relate this back to maybe why i like maybe four years strong so much or okay. used to or i still do it's just i've had some um they're kind of milking those albums lately they are um <laughs> But it's kind of that, like, they fall perfectly in that style, and I'm glad he, he knows what he's good at, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't call them easy core, but then also, it is funny that you bring that up. That is something that I talked to Zach about on the show when I was at So What doing the live interviews. They were on that, I think, entire yep. 10-year anniversary tour for Four Years Strong. Yes, and do you know what tour they're on right now, Ian? <laughs> yes. Say Don't make it. me say it. Don't make me say it. <laughs> look i'm sure the sleep on it guys you know think the guys from water parks are great you know that's fine like i hope they're good guys i just i think it's a travesty to music in general 
that water parks would be headlining a show. It makes no sense. With all those talented bands on that tour, it makes no sense that a band with one album that is pure trash would be headlining. Ah, It just doesn't make any sense. It just, it makes no sense. But look, I'm sure Sleep On It don't actually like that we would be talking about the people they're on tour with. Or Sleep On It should, they could easily headline that. Well, here's the deal. You have two options. It can't be as it is. They're not made in America. That is true. Just name alone. (laughs) They can't. Even though I thought Water Parks is fucking from the UK originally. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. And nor do I care. Nor do I care. But what I think you can do, you have two options. You definitely go to the show to support as it is and sleep on it. No doubt about that. But look, if you have to get to bed early because you have work the next morning or something, you know, you've worked hard all day. You just saw these awesome bands. You're like, I got to get home. You don't have to worry about missing anything because Water Parks is headlining. Though, you can also stay and watch Water Parks and confirm what we've always said about them. Yeah, I would like to see some fan feedback from someone going to one of these shows, honestly. I don't know. We don't have 12-year-olds listen to our show. (laughs) It's just not going to happen. So, But back to sleep on it. I love this album. They might have the catchiest song I've heard all year on this album. Oh, shit, son. What song is that? It, it was catchy as hell. It was uh, track four was Hope. Do you think we should play it? I think we have to. Oh, I think we do too. But yeah, all <laughs> in all though, like we said, I don't know if we've hyped this up enough, but I'm pretty sure this is at least one of, if not the best, pop punk release this year. Yep, I can agree with that. And you just have to hear the story behind all of it. Just listen to it front to back. Keep on repeating it and support these guys too because obviously they're a friend of the show. They make great music and they deserve it. So let's take a listen to Hope. Once again, that sleep on it overexposed on Equal Vision Records. Keeping on trucking here, we got Polaris, the Mortal Coil on Sharp Tone Records. This is an Australian metalcore, melodic hardcore, progressive metalcore band. Australia, man, they are making fucking moves. They are. I haven't heard much bad come out of Australia recently. No, there was one really bad one. At the beginning of the year or the end of last year. But you are absolutely correct, though. It's been a little bit. It's been a while. I hope you're not talking about Hellions. I hope you're not. No, I think I'm talking about a band that starts with an O. I'll let the fans think about that one. But, man, they are making some fucking moves. This is their debut full-length album. And it starts right off with some fucking unclean vocals right out of the gate. A great mix of both throughout the entire album and man this one 
was a huge surprise to me, and I think it deserves even more than we can say about it. It really does. Um, they have incredible merch too, so I'd go over and support them. Nice. Um, I want to order maybe a vinyl. I'm going to break my own rule and how I said I was only going to buy vinyl at the show I'm at. Yeah. The, I don't know if they'll be over here anytime soon. Gotcha. Being an Aussie band, so I might jump on that pretty quick. But this album's, I would say, gold from start to finish. Yeah, man. Really, really great production value. Really great at creating an atmosphere. This was a huge eye-opener for me. I hadn't heard of this band before. I only knew it from them from a previous EP that I had on repeat, really, for months. Um, I suggest listening to that, too. I will, but it's weird because I heard from people that this is very different from that EP as well. It's not It's not way out okay. of the uh, ball. There's, there's a little bit more cleans, which they still have unclean, so you'll still enjoy it. Okay. Also, I just remembered that shitty band. <laughs> <laughs> but we're taking away from Polaris here. Oh, we are. Polaris. Oh, yes. That album really is good. Yeah, um, I don't know what else to say about it because it is just so fucking good. It took me a few listens through. I don't think it hits you right away. It's something that really grows on you. But when it does, you really notice all the great little things about it because really everything is done right on this. The uncleans, yeah. the cleans, production, technical the guitar content. work, everything else. It just all comes together in a perfect way, and you know it took a ton of hard work to do that. Yeah, and I really hope they get the, the credit they deserve on this. I totally agree. I absolutely they agree. They're on a couple of really good tours over in like Australia and the UK right now, so I think they're touring with uh, Northlane, and they Northlane brings out a huge crowd. So, Look, I'm going to have a three-way grudge match in the end-of-the-year show. Uh-huh. It pits all the Australia bands together that I think Ooh. are worth anything. So I'm going to have Polaris, Bellhaven, and Make Them Suffer in a three-way oh, okay. grudge match. Mine would be Polaris, Northlane, and Hellions. Oh, okay. Well, Northlane's not bad either. They're not bad. They're, they're, they're their newest album, I will say. It's too low to radio rock for the, for my liking. but hmm. I gotcha. Well, look, we keep on going off on tangents during <laughs> music reviews today for some reason. But Polaris deserves your listen. Everyone needs to make sure and go check this out because you might not have necessarily had the chance because before they were really only distributed in Australia. Now they've got sharp tone behind them for this kind of thing. You might not have had a chance to see them live because they've been touring more you know, overseas. Mm -hmm. But this is the time to get on this band because this band's going to be really, really big. If a band like this does this for their first full-length album, think of what they're going to do for the second. Yeah, it's, it's going to be even better. Yeah, just remember Ian Hates Music sent you there first. So when AP jumps on <laughs> them, like, much, much later, just remember that. And they haven't yet. No, well, they're too busy having Ash on the cover of AP to put a band like this on. Yeah. Wah, wah. So let's give you a taste of Polaris with Dusk Today.
So once again, that's Polaris, the Mortal Coil on Sharptone Records. All right, I'm going to let everyone know we got two EPs and two full lengths coming up. What could they be? <laughs> First up, we have Classic Jack, God Complex Part 1 EP, and this is an independent release. This is a metalcore slash electronicore band from Utah. I would say they sound a lot actually like Everyone Dies in Utah, Asking Alexandria, and kind of a hint of Drop Dead Gorgeous in there. There is. Right away before Dave takes over, I enjoyed this old school metalcore journey. I would agree. It definitely is an old school vibe. And I didn't pick up on the drop, drop Dead Gorgeous till you just said that. So, Well, I know no, what I'm, I'm talking about, being, Dave. Did you not know that? I'm kind of being biased now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I did notice that it is a part one EP, which I question that more than anything. Why, why, why have a part two EP? Why not have just a full album? Maybe telling a different story. Maybe that's the only thing I really think it could be. Or they had to put it out an EP really fast, and they <laughs> they want to finish. Is, is there any type of concept behind this? Is there like a story? I don't think so. I don't know if it's okay. a story. It's an angry story. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, if I can say anything about it. But I don't really know too much about Classic Jack. They're a relatively new band, so they probably did want to get you know their own EP out. But also, I think the way that I found out about them was from Gray Sorensen from Charlatan. I think it was on our very first Ian Hates Conversations that he okay. brought them up because they're also from Utah. And at the time, they had a pretty damn good cover that we had on the show. So I think this is all just culminating in getting a new EP out. So it might be a money issue. You know what I mean? Yeah, th- now I'm looking back a little bit. They are extremely busy. So this year, they have released this EP and four different singles that aren't on this album. Right. And 2016, they had two singles and another EP. See? But I, I liked it. I really did. I enjoyed all of the different styles of vocals here. I especially, just I think people know that I enjoy this. I like when someone sings in clean vocals and then it turns into unclean vocals. Just very old school. I've always kind of enjoyed that. And I also really like the guest spot from Alex from Chelsea Grin. I think that really complemented that track very well. Yeah, I, I would say that was my standout too. For sure. But it's angry, it's catchy, it's old school metalcore, just a hint of electronic core, but enough that it stands out. You know what I mean? Like, I know they're not breaking complete new ground with this, but they're also not retreading on the same path, I would say. Yeah, it's it's unlike anything we've listened to, I would say, too recent. And definitely worth a listen. Definitely probably worth multiple listens. Yeah. So I think we should take a listen to Lady Killer featuring Alex from Chelsea Grin.
So once again, that's Classic Jack God Complex Part 1 EP, and it is an independent release. Next up, another friend of the show, Crazy88 with Covers Volume 2 EP, and this is an independent release, though I think Johnny Frank Productions had a hand in the actual producing of this album. Yeah, I would imagine. (laughs) But I need to say it once again. Another fucking amazing release by Lauren Babick and Jared Alonji. This is the second cover EP that they've had for Crazy 88. Now, this is certainly not the second (laughs) release for Lauren Babick. She's been doing tons and tons of covers over the years with other fellow friend of the show, Cole Rowland. And they normally do amazing covers together. Lauren just has this, I don't know, it's something that just clicks when it comes to covers. Even her original music is amazing. But there's also just a certain way, a certain energy, a certain something that she brings to these covers. And then, of course, Jared Alonji is no slouch when it comes to covers either. Oh, no, he knows what he's doing. Right. So just bring them both together, and you're going to have perfection. Yeah, so I have to ask, how many of these songs did you know already and didn't have to look up who the original artist was? Two out of four. (laughs) <laughs> wait did anyone I, did anyone know all four uh I, there's no way i i really only knew one no by looking at like the, yeah no way which one duality that i did i i knew that one okay but before like listening to it i figured it would be the um who else does that song um oh it's gonna drive me nuts bayside yeah what about them that's who i thought that cover would be by you thought Duality was the Bayside version? Yeah, but not after listening to it. When I first saw the titles oh. of all the tracks. I'm oh, like, okay. okay, so I know The Kill and Duality, and I didn't know the other two. Well, right. I think that's the same for me. But you said you only knew one, so that's why I was yeah, questioning. Yeah, I only really knew one because I was wrong about my guess. Oh, uh, <laughs> okay. I got you. So you're being honest about that. Okay, yep. that's understandable. But yeah, it's four tracks. I still don't know the middle two, but there's an amazing cover of 30 Seconds to Mars doing The Kill, and then Slipknot and Duality. And once again, both of them know the right way to do a cover because you're making the song recognizable. You're capturing the essence of the song, but making it your own as well. And I think, and it's not to put down another band while we're lifting another one up, but it's something we mentioned last week with The Color Morale it seemed like at least that there was no passion behind that cover set. But when you hear something like this, you're like, holy shit, this is music that they love and they're putting their own spin on it. And it's not just that Lauren Babick is female and has a female voice for these singles. Like, it's not that. It's something more than that. Yeah, her aggressive lyrics, like aggressive style or vocal style. When like the song picks up, I think that's what really separates her. It could be. It could also be that she's amazing at clean vocals and unclean vocals. Yeah. The kill is so good. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. It's one of my favorite covers probably ever now. Yeah. And I didn't think they could top um, the uh, the Ghost of You from the past. EP, oh, sure. But sure. I think that topped it. They just know what they're doing. And as much as I would love to hear more original music, Crazy 88 just have an amazing way of making covers as well. So it's never like you're let down. You're like, oh, it's just a cover thing. No, yeah. because they make so much of it. Yeah, it's like that. their version is completely revamped. Right. It just makes you hungry for more music. Yeah, and I think one of these songs is a Paramore song, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I have no idea. 
If it's a new Paramore song, especially, I have no idea. <laughs> but once again, both of them are geniuses. As much as I do love, you know, I'm hoping Cole's listening to the show at some point. I hope mm-hmm. that Lauren does continue her relationship with Cole of making amazing covers as well. But this is just a bonus that you get tons of great covers no matter what. Yeah, I, I'm excited because they put out two this year. I'm excited to see what happens next. Oh, yeah. No, me too. So I guess, man, we got to take a listen to The Kill. We have to. Let's do it. Fuck, I hated turning that off. But by the way, (laughs) I do want to mention, we always focus on Lauren and Jared, but they have a whole band around them that's doing great shit as well. The drums really, really stick out in that. The guitar work is great. The bass, like everything instrument-wise is great too. So I don't want to take away from anything from the rest of the band as well. We just all know the stories of Lauren and Jared, you know, sending songs to each other, never really having met. And just, you know, going back and forth and doing all that kind of stuff. So not to take away from anything, it's awesome all the way around. I can't wait for more. So once again, that's Crazy 88 Covers Volume 2 EP, and it's an independent release. Oh, man, just two left. Just Uh, two left, Dave. What will they be? I'm pretty sure they could just read the list I put out. (laughs) So up next, we have My Enemies and I, The Beast Inside on fearless records this is new metal radio rock with cursing yeah i think you need to keep the audience a little bit busy actually you know i need to go put on my boots again i i cleaned them off from last week but it's pretty hard to get all the shit off of them from last week so i'm just gonna wear them dirty i'm gonna trample through this review (laughs) it's deep though (laughs) dave is gonna dave is gonna take a page out of stone cold's playbook and he's going to stomp a mud hole in my enemies and I ass and walk it dry. <laughs> oh, that's old school right there. Yeah, man. I mean, look, it sounds like Seether and Nickelback, I would say. Yeah. It, to come from Sick World, that EP, to this, oh, it hurt. Yeah, I don't know if there's been a band besides... Of Mice and Men, Sleeping with Sirens, you know, like that kind of thing, that have fallen so far from what they were. And I think the big shame in this band is they're so new. Yeah. I didn't get a full album before they started to suck. Yeah. And it really sucks to say that. But, man, I mean, 
I heard some small glimmers of what they used to be, but yeah. really, really not too much. You had to really, really scour that album for any glimmer of what they used to be. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to blame the label because I don't know any behind-the-scenes stories of this or anything, but someone might have just told them, like, hey, guys, just go extremely simplistic. Yeah. Like, tone down <laughs> everything you wanted to do and don't try because there's just been too much good music this year. So just take yep. it easy. Like, don't worry about it. And I know that sounds sarcastic, and that's because it is. But <laughs> this also could have been possible, though. Someone could have told them, that's the way music is trending right now. Like, everyone's going super technical, so you should go extremely simplistic. Yeah, and I have a confession. Um, oh, shit. On air. This is the first time in any of my music reviews I sw I could not finish the album. I got the track oh, nine. Oh man! I tapped out. I put my hand on the table. I was dry heaving. I couldn't do it. I'm tapping out at work. Pick me up off the ground, dude. You're talking like this is the women you date. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I look. I listened to it multiple times. Cause you know how I'm a masochist. You know how I am with this. I have to. I have to find something in it. I have to figure out something. It was really fucking tough. It was difficult. Like I still say, <laughs> that riot sounds like counterfeit by Limp Biscuit. I still think that's the weirdest fucking thing. Yeah, riot could be the worst song on here. I can't tell yet. Oh, though. I don't know. Ah, uh, that's tough. That is Which really. Which one do you have? I don't know. I don't have a worse because it's all. Funeral party is so fucking bad. It's really, really bad. All of it's really, really bad. That's the problem. I don't know what to say. Like, I almost feel bad for them. But here's my thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a couple scenarios for you. All right. And we're gonna see if maybe this is what happened. I imagine that maybe they were out on tour sometime, right? And they do normally a very good job when they're out on tour. At least when I saw them when they had the first EP, right? Sick World. Yeah. When they did that, awesome. Maybe when they were out there, they met some, like, 14-year-old boy or girl, whoever it happens to be. They met this person, and this person told them, hey, I was dying from cancer, and your music brought me back. Yeah. And they go, holy shit, that's the most profound thing. You've made our career. We can't get any higher than literally saving someone's life. And the child goes, hey, do you mind if I write the lyrics for your next album? <laughs> and the guys in my enemy and i are like holy shit that's amazing we saved this kid's life and now he wants to do something cool like this has never been done before let's take him up on the offer let's do it we'll write we'll do the instruments and the kid goes okay by the way though so i'm gonna write these lyrics but then really really like make the guitar and instruments like uh, another 14 year old is doing it as well Actually, I want to do all the instruments if you allow me. That might have actually happened as well. <laughs> Maybe that's the thing. And he goes, I "Play rock band." Yeah, just so I you know. Just so you know, I only know rock band and power chords. All right. Yep. That's all I know. So they're like, "Damn, this kid's like good. Let's do this then." <laughs> but let's keep it quiet though, because we don't really want people to know. We don't. We don't want this to be a crown the empire type thing. Oh, all right. So oh. we're not gonna tell anybody. But this is like yeah. a huge good deed. So uh -huh. that's that's my scenario for what I think actually happened with this album. But then the issue is, so they befriended this kid, 
But what they also should have done is they should have befriended an old scientist. And maybe this old scientist would be possibly building a time machine where maybe he was stealing plutonium from a bunch of Syrians, I think, or Libyans. Like, yeah, it's probably Libyan. (laughs) Libyans makes more sense in the story. So he's probably stealing this plutonium from some Libyans, terrorists, these Libyan terrorists, so that he can build a time machine out of a DeLorean. So they really should have done that because then they could have taken the time machine back in time to when any of this fucking music would have been fucking relevant. <laughs> what I pictured was Austin Carlisle snuck in to the war <laughs> bus and he had this this magical bag of Cold World and, and he, he sprinkled, sprinkled Cold World dust <laughs> and he said, later guys, and just left. His name was Cold World Appleseed. <laughs> it goes around <laughs> the fans. I told you I had to mention Cold World every you did. week now. You did. But then instead of just like planting the seeds, he takes the seeds and shoves them up their asses. <laughs> Seriously, man. It is so bad. I can't even... Like I have to make up stupid, stupid stories, which I'm sure made no one laugh. They only made me laugh. That's why I said them. <laughs> It was so incredibly disappointing. Like I said, the lyrics are pedestrian. Like I like using that word. They were juvenile, amateur, pedestrian lyrics. Probably, maybe worse than Sleeping With Sirens. But at least they were negative. Where Sleeping With Sirens were trying to do this false positivity bullshit. So at least they were trying to be honest with themselves. Do you know how stupid... Like, Dave, when... One of the kids comes up to you and like tries to be profound, right? Like where the kid is like, oh, I read something in the newspaper or, oh, you know, why do we go to church? You know, like that kind of thing. Like that's what it sounded like when they did the songs about religion. Yeah. It was so bad. So bad. Like if you're going to do a song about religion, like there are just so many great songs that really, really take the shit out of fucking religion. Like really do it. Yeah. And these are just sad. Maybe a band we might be talking about some other time during this show. Oh, nice tease. Nice uh-huh. tease, good sir. One of the tracks, too, and I might have misread it because it was so bad. The track's called Black Sheep. Yeah. And it talks about over and out. So I think they're supposed to be talking on a, you know, a CB or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it says Black Sheep which I'm assuming is BS. So Uh they're talking about how things are bullshit because they can't say Bravo Sierra. (laughs) (laughs) It would be too on the nose for such a complex (laughs) album. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, holy fuck, man. I, this album, I couldn't believe it. Like the only, I can only imagine they want to ruin their careers. I think they might, they might've just done that. Like I saw on their Facebook page because they sponsored some things so it comes up on my feed on Facebook. And I looked at the comments and there were some people saying this is the best album of the year. Like I don't know if they <laughs> paid those people. I'm going to say allegedly. I don't think unless your fan base is 11 to 14. Like I'm going to put you right there. 11 to 14. I'm not even going to go 15, 16. I'm going to say 11 <laughs> to 14 year olds. And even then, you can still connect to something that has some meaning in it or you know like some level of effort i just didn't hear any and i know we're being really mean but it's not really mean when it's truthful 
Like, I'm not saying yeah. anything that isn't true right now. I have yet to hear anything positive, but I also haven't looked at any of the comments on their stuff. So I'm sure there's some fanboys and girls who are going crazy over this album. Um, right. Like, I never post on this stuff. Like, it just comes up because it's a sponsored yeah. post. So they know what music I like. So then Facebook targets me. That's the way it works. Honestly, if you want to know the cold, hard truth, the best way generally is to go to YouTube and click comments. Oh, sure. <laughs> So, by the way, what did I text you after I listened to this album? <laughs> I said, here's a riddle for you. What thinks it's profound by being generic, paint-by-numbers, and embarrassingly simplistic? My enemies and I. <laughs> oh, yeah. What I, an album. Yeah, I really have nothing else to say about it because it is so bad. It's one of the worst albums of 2017 the music scene is so shattered in certain areas right now that they might survive this, which I hope that they do if they're really going to try on the next one. And they don't care what our opinion is. They don't give a fucking yeah. shit what our opinion is. I said so many great things about My Enemies and I on this show, you know, years past or whatever. But the downfall was when Riot came out and I saw them oh. live at So What? And it's just been downhill ever since then. And it's a shame mm -hmm. because they are talented. They're not untalented yeah. people. So it's just a really big fucking shame of how bad they are. And I hope they I understand that. Pretty, yeah, I hope. I think this is pretty on the spot. I think it would only make sense for this album right here to also cover our in loving memory. <laughs> For this month because maybe, maybe. i would love people to listen to parables they're a song off their old ep mm -hmm. and then listen to what was it funeral party whatever that shit storm was i just mentioned any of them lobotomy fucking yeah. stupid bullshit oh the sorry change? stupid black sheep my bad yeah <laughs> but anyways all right dave well which one do you hate the most i, I i'll give it to I, I gotta stick with funeral party man here it is funeral party Holy shit, man, that was so bad. <laughs> I forgot that that was when they were using the wah-wah, so they sound yeah. exactly like every band in the 2000s. Like It's almost like they heard me talk about the Union Underground last week. I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah, Union's going to love this. <laughs> Should we put it on the al album, guys? Yeah, Ian's going to love the hell out of this. Put me out on the ground like a cigarette and stomp on it. <laughs> Such great lyrics. <laughs> Fucking profound, guys. Well done. <laughs> Ugh. I what sucks is I can't have them on the show now. No. Like it's just it they're, sucks. They're gonna have some free time. They were so talented. They really were, but if they came on the show, I'd have to talk to them the whole time about this fuck. This fucking shit. Ugh, <laughs> uh, whatever. So once again, that's my enemies and I, the beast inside on Fearless Records.
I'm honestly surprised you even played them any song off of the album. <laughs> I think people that don't know have to know how bad it is. Okay, fair enough. That's the only reason. All right, people. We are at the end. We saved the best for last. It is like Moss to Flames, Dark Divine on Rise Records. Let's get out of this funk. That's why I scheduled it like this. I figured we do one of the worst albums possible to one yep. of the fucking best. Yes. If not the best. Wow. This album's incredible. Start to finish. It really is. And look, you could have called them metalcore or hardcore before. I would say this album is straight up post-hardcore. Maybe even yeah. a little screamo in it as well. Mm -hmm. Which right there just you know made me super excited. <laughs> and hands down... This is their best album to date. Yeah, which for me is not easy to do because I love everything they've ever done. There you go. Um, the previous album was my favorite. I'm like, there's no way they're topping this one. They did. Every album for me has gone up. Um, looks like they're on a two-year cycle, so in two more years, hopefully somehow they're going to top this one, but I'm not sure how yet. Right. Maybe adding a couple more songs. That's the only idea I can come up with. Well, I would say... This is actually a very good example of a band that you could possibly say has matured with every album. Yeah. That doesn't mean that they got rid of the unclean vocals. It doesn't mean that they got less angry because they definitely aren't less angry. <laughs> that's for sure. No. But in composition, in what they're trying to say, how they get that message across to people, uh -huh. I think that's what maturity shows. And I would say that that has happened in every subsequent album that they put out. And I was extremely blown away by this because what? This is their fourth full-length album? Um, Yes, the fourth full-length. Yeah, they had an EP early right. on, but that's it. But for their fourth one to be my favorite, that doesn't yeah. often happen. No. And yeah, man, this has had everything. Oh, yeah. Speaking of like how we talked about uh, speaking on religion, um, if... Those of you who don't know it, I think you did a breakdown from the past not too long ago on a graceful. A graceful, yeah. Which was, yeah. So that was um, that was Chris's original band. It was a religious band. Yes. And literally every album, and I found each song on each album that he talks about losing faith. And mm -hmm. this one, it was track ten, "The Skeletons I Keep." Well, it's even but, more than that. I forget what track it was. It might have been "Dark Divine," the title track. Yeah. Is one of the ones right around there where he mentioned that he talked to God and all God gave him was a rope. Yep. And I was like, what a fucking great line. Like, that's the uh -huh. difference is you can have an angry line like that that maybe no one has said before. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what makes an album good is <laughs> when actual yep. thought is put into the lyrics. And then what I also loved about this album was the composition made certain parts of each song really fucking catchy and made oh, a yeah. part where you might not think oh shit this part's gonna stand out in my head but it does yeah i texted you as i listened to track one because mm -hmm. it blew my mind right <laughs> no it's so fucking good every single the, uh, track on this album i would say like most of my favorite like uh lyrical content comes from this band right and it's always like something very dark um on an earlier release um uh, well there's a great song called um uh, learn your place. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, so many good lyrics in that song. And this this album, it's almost every song has a uh, a lyric to really like leave you on. You know, right. you remember it. And it stands out. No, for sure. The vocals are amazing. Like I said, very hints of screamo. Great mm -hmm. cleans into uncleans. 
I would say maybe the instruments kind of take a back seat. Yeah. But it's done correctly. So it's not like they're just playing fucking power chords and just strumming along in the background. Like they are doing something and adding to the music, but the composition really makes everything stand out the way it's supposed to. Yeah. This album, like I said, could be my album of the of the year. If not, at least my top three. Well, I will tell you this, and I don't say this that often. Yeah. This is absolutely a masterpiece. Yep. I would say this is a master. There's no filler. Oh, absolutely not. No filler whatsoever melody catchiness everything this album just has everything yeah it has a perfect intro track and the i think the the final track's even perfect yeah if you look at the content the song meaning it's perfect everyone needs to listen to this it's definitely going to be one of the best of 2017 there's no doubt about it you could tell that they weren't afraid of this album because what we had a new single every week yeah they weren't scared (laughs) yeah they basically had half the album out by the time this actually came out. Yeah, there's really nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with this album. Everyone needs to take a listen to it. If you like post-hardcore, if you like the style of music, you're going to love this album. There should be no one that doesn't love this album. No, I I would like to talk to that person. If if there's someone out there that dislikes this album, I would love to know their reasoning. Well, they'll dislike this album, but love My Enemies and I. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, Dave, Tell me what track you would like to hear. Let's give him False Idol. So damn good. Yeah, if we could, we could play the entire song. <laughs> it's true, but you can go listen to it right now. You can go pick it up. You can go stream it. Do whatever. Make sure you go and support Like Monster Flames. Show them that continuing on and going in this direction was the right path for them. So once again, that's Like Monster Flames, Dark Divine on Rise Records. Oh, man, Dave. That is the end. We did it. Great fucking music. Only like one bad album out of all of that yeah and that's maybe a first time i know it's happened before but it's been a Mm -hmm. long time that is for sure so let's run through the upcoming albums for november 10th we've got entheos quicksand threat signal your memorial lionheart speak the truth even if your voice shakes and trove and we'll see if anything changes. Obviously, who, who knows? Maybe we'll take more of a break next week. <laughs> we'll see. But for now, we're going to leave new albums in the past. And we're going to go to hate mail. Let's go. 
do you think we're gonna kiss your ass since you get a good review in your magazine? Well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take your self-righteous pose and wanna be right or candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass! All right, Dave, why don't you do us the honor of reading our hate mail? This comes from a very, very trusty fan, Lewis Core Lewis. Trusty That's what he's going to go by. Uh-huh. He, he submitted to me a couple questions, and I, I picked this one for this week. I may put on his next one for next week. Both great questions. His question is, what is or what would be your favorite hardcore, metalcore, or deathcore song to have playing in quotations, in the bedroom. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I was going to come out swinging with Lou Bega, Mambo Number no. 5, but what the he fuck? made it hardcore metalcore song. What is wrong so, with you? Lou Bega's no longer on it. <laughs> Lou Bega um, <laughs> shouldn't be on this earth. <laughs> oh, if I had to pick a... You go first. <laughs> what? Did you not do the question? Oh, I did the question. All right, fine. All right. So here is what I would choose for my in the bedroom playlist. I would have Crank That by I Set My Friends on Fire. <laughs> Smoke a Hauntus by Attack Ooh. Attack. Riot by My Enemies and I. <laughs> and last but not least, Ride the Wings of Pestilence by From First to Last. <laughs> Okay. And you and you realize why the last track is actually really funny. Yeah. yeah. But actually, those were all jokes, Dave. To be yep. quite honest and serious yeah. about this, it doesn't matter what I play because uh, I won't be able to hear it anyways because the girl screams of ecstasy will just completely drown out any music I have. In the- <laughs> so I had two songs. Hey. Let everyone laugh. kind of goes on your joke. Yeah, right now, everyone's going to be laughing out there, all right? All right, go ahead, Dave. What do you got? So, <laughs> my my song was <laughs> The People's Elbow by Attack Attack. Because <laughs> there's liking... no way I'm lasting over a minute 30. <laughs> See, I'm liking we were on the same page on this. Oh, yeah. Or I want to get real tricky and play that fucking terrible Being as an Ocean song in reverse. <laughs> Is that because you like it when the other person does the fucking? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Hey, look, we're we're both on the same page. <laughs> this song backwards is called The Powers That Be. <laughs> ah, yes. There you go. See, it works out perfectly. Yeah, oh, yeah. When Ian has the ladies over, it's it's always obviously it's gonna be Lou Bega or Freak a Leak. Oh, uh... <laughs> jeez! And I like how you said ladies, plural at the oh, same yeah. time. Of course. Uh huh. I don't know. I like you know. I like a variety. Yep. So yeah. Okay. I think we died. I think we had good jokes at the at the beginning, and then we just died a terrible death there towards the end. Yeah. So thank you very much, Lewis Core. That was a lot of fun. If anyone else has serious questions or joking questions like that, we would yep. love to hear them. Reach out on social media to myself and or Dave. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ian Hates, on Instagram and Twitter, 
at Ian Hates Podcast. And then always you can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. It's time for Breakdown from the Past. All right, Dave, it is Breakdown from the Past time. What do you got for me? All right, so I know you're familiar with the band Dance Gavin Dance. Nope. So who are they? Ne- never heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> never. I, I have amnesia. Sleeping with sirens thing. <laughs> Before Dance Gavin Dance, there was a band called Farewell Unknown. Are you familiar? Yes, I am. Do you have a positive outlook on this band, or once was? I actually don't remember. Okay, so this band is. You, you have hints of like the guitar work. You can definitely tell there's some dance Gavin dance instruments going on back there. It's kind of spastic. The vocals are honestly great. And this band put out one album and it was in 2004 called the 40 day fake out. <laughs> nice. um, they only lasted a year. That's when Will Swan recreated the band basically with dance Gavin dance and the old uh, vocalist of the farewell unknown went on to create Mozart season. Ah, sure. Okay. So, I mean, I, I dipped into this a little bit this week and I liked it way more than maybe what I should have. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play you a song called your pictures are worth a thousand lies by the farewell unknown. That was about what I remember, and I remember yep. enjoying it, and I enjoyed it again. Yeah, that entire album is actually pretty good, and kind of makes me, uh, maybe listen to Mozart season as well. Very nice. Well, yeah, I would give them another listen, that's for yep. sure. So what do you have? So this week, I have Murder Dolls. This does not sound familiar to me, and really? I don't know if it should, but it doesn't. It probably should. Okay. It has two very famous people in the band. They're no longer together, obviously his breakdown from the past but they put out Mm -hmm. two full-length studio albums one in 2002 called beyond the valley of the murder dolls and one in 2010 called women and children last and the band is made up of of their core members anyways wednesday 13 on lead vocals and joey jordanson of slipknot doing the drumming backing vocals stuff like that okay they are very popular For a very long time, people still want them to get back together and do more (laughs) stuff. 
But it's along the lines of what you would think it would be. And I really enjoy that kind of stuff. So I figured it's about time. I was surprised we hadn't done them before. So, yeah. you know, I thought it was about time. I'm to still do it. flawless on Breakdown from the Past. I don't know. You've had some really bad choices. Does that oh, count? You should wait till next week. Then. Oh, no. Uh-huh. Oh, no. We'll get back to that in a second. But for right <laughs> now, to let everyone know what Murder Dolls are all about, I'm going to play the very famous track that Wednesday 13 plays live now. It's called I Love to Say Fuck. I forgot to say, friend of the show, Wednesday 13. Oh, yes. All right. Well, look, we got to end this fucking show because this was another long one. So yep. let's let's get to the actual end of the show. <laughs> All right, Dave. End of the show time. Do that thing you do. Um, I need you guys to... Um... Listen in on this show. Send in more questions. Let us know about uh, how the Lewis Chorus question went over with you. I'd love to hear you guys' take on Lou Bega as well. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> everyone pick Lou Bega besides you, Ian. The um, uh, mm-hmm. Next week, we have another lineup of albums. I doubt it will ever top this week. I think the rest <laughs> of this year is kind of set up. That was such a good week to go out on, but I'm sure there will be standouts and more great songs to tune into. Yeah, tell a friend of the show. <laughs> so only listen to certain things that Dave has said, but in general, he kind of knows what he's talking about. But yes, make sure to reach out on social media. Give us those likes. Give us those follows. Facebook.com slash Ian Hates. Twitter and Instagram at Ian Hates Podcast. You know, take that little bit of time. Go to iTunes, rate us five stars. You know, why not do that? It just takes a second. Nothing special, but it really does help us out a lot. Also, if you feel like giving me money so that I can put even more money into these shows and justify my not sleeping, then you can go to <laughs> patreon.com slash Ian Hates. All the help is very, very much appreciated. We're going to buy him a Serta mattress, guys. Oh, dude, come on. If I'm bringing ladies over to play Lou Bega... <laughs> I have a sleep number bed, motherfucker. So don't you worry. Don't you worry. (laughs) But all of that really does help us out. Tons of new Ian Hates conversations on the way. Just to run down the quick list right now, besides all the other 
fucking conversations that are always out there anyways on ianhates.com. Right now, we've got Gray Sorensen of Charlatan on Ian Hates Movies doing it. Returning friend of the show, Adam Clark of Rarity. Returning friend of the show, Austin O'Brien from Ghost Key. Wednesday 13 Live. Beefcake the Mighty of Guar. Max Santoro and Alex Honeycutt of Vesta Collide. And you know what? I'm just going to make the announcement right now. The one that hopefully has come out by the time this episode is out is the one and only Dawson Schultz of the ongoing concept. Ooh, I just heard it for the first time too. That's right. Another one of my favorite albums of 2017. I think you're really going to love this conversation because he might be one of the most honest people that I've ever spoken to. Oh boy. Oh yeah. So this one's going to be a fun one. So make sure to listen to that one if it's out. If not, it will be out very, very soon. And like I said, there's a lot more on the way. A lot more really fun stuff that you guys are going to enjoy. So I am going to have a shit ton of stuff to edit and listen to to get this episode out. So let's call it there. Dave, do you have any final words for everyone? Don't be a douche. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So goodbye to Oh